Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 12, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. Everything God does, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything that we do as believers in response to God, I, I teach the grace life. But as believers, we're not called and commanded to walk and live by grace. We're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. And so my faith taps into God's grace. There's this grace that's already on my life. There's a grace that's already on your life, but you exercise faith to tap into it. Put that in the chat. Say, my faith accesses God's grace. So when your faith accesses God's grace, when your faith lays hold of the grace of God that is on your life, you get to become the man or the woman that God destined for you to be from the foundations of the world. You get to walk in your divine assignment. You get to maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed in you before he formed you in your mother's belly. All of this is the grace of God, and my faith accesses God's grace. So this is part 54 of the series. If you've missed the previous messages, you can subscribe to the podcast, or you could go to the YouTube channel, subscribe there, or go to todaysword.org, all of these messages online for you for free, get access to it. And... Uh, let's pick it up from today. The title of today's message is A Religious Mindset Promotes Competitive Jealousy and It Will Stifle Your Faith. When you live with a, a religious mindset, it promotes competitive jealousy and it will stifle your faith. You have nothing to be jealous about. Put this in the chat as I, as I get ready to release the word. What God has for me is for me. See, when I'm at peace with the fact that what God has for me is for me, then I don't have to worry about uh, what he's doing in other people's lives. I can celebrate that without it derailing me from my own destiny. What God has for me is for me. Let's get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Let me tell you. So last night, I was watching the Mets game. For those of you that know, I'm a big Mets fan. So I was watching the Mets against the Braves, and I was like, you know, let me look at the scriptures where we are. And I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to talk about in the morning? I'm just kind of meditating because I like to sometimes pray in the evening. So when, when I go to sleep thinking about, you know, what do you want me to talk about tomorrow? So when I can get up in the morning, I know I'm ready, right? I'm ready to receive. So that's what I did last night. And uh, when I did that, so last night, we've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. I'm going to read those to you. Galatians 6, 12 and 13. I'm going to read those to you. But then last night, the Lord took me to Galatians 5 and 26. Like we had to go back a chapter to Galatians 5 and then add verse 26 to today's message. And as I went to sleep thinking about this competitive jealousy, um, when I got up this morning, now I've taught on competitive jealousy before. Um and, and I'm going to tell you, give you some practical reasons why you should not be jealous of anyone else. But the download God gave me this morning, when I first got up, I went into the bathroom. Even before I brushed my teeth, I had to grab my phone and I had to catch it. Because see, that's sometimes the Holy Spirit has given you something. If you don't write it down, you can lose it. 
And so I grabbed my phone real quick and I was like, all right, Lord. And I started capturing everything the Holy Spirit was, te- was telling me. And so towards the end, the download I got this morning was about why, of course, you shouldn't be jealous, but why if you're jealous, it can mess up your prayer life and it can mess up your faith. So when I get to this last point, I just got this this morning. I was like, oh man, this is good. I got happy my own self. So now I have to release it to you. You ready? All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Here we go. Let me read the scriptures first. John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 6 verses 12 and 13 say, and those who insist that you be circumcised are recruiting you. Why? So they can feel good about themselves. So they can boast in their own works. They are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of the Messiah. Not even those who are circumcised actually keep every detail of the law. They're trying to act like they're all that and they're put, putting you down. But in honesty, uh, you know, when it all comes down to it, they don't keep the whole law anyway. They're trying to act like they're putting up a facade. Yet they push you to get circumcised so that they can boast that you have become like them. So it's all about them. It's all about pride. It's all about works. Galatians 5 and 26. This is what the Lord told me to add to today's word. So, so we may never be arrogant or look down on another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. You know what Paul is saying? You shouldn't be full of pride. You shouldn't be arrogant. First of all, you have nothing to boast about. If you boast, I already told you, your boast should be in the Lord, not in you. But we as believers should never be arrogant. Those of us that live the grace life, what do you have to be arrogant about? I mean, like, you know, you're messed up. And, and God blesses you by his grace, not your goodness. But Paul says you shouldn't be arrogant or look down on other people. You know why? Because every one of us is an original. Like that person has their own assignment. God made them an original. You have your own assignment. God made you an original. So jealousy diminishes value. And so we're going to talk about that today. I have four things to share with you in this morning. What does this mean for you today? Four things. As I get into these four things, and that last one was just, I just got it this morning. Bam. Are you ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. Many who focus on works are doing so because they want to showcase their own work, right? Many people who'd say, no, no, you got to do everything right. You got to do everything right. You got to focus on the rules. You got to dot every I. You got to cross every T. Why? Why are they doing that? Because they want you to focus on their own works. They want, they want to be, they want to be showcased. They want to be highlighted. For example, I just give you a practical example. Those of us who perform well at work. Now, I'm not saying, remember, I'm talking about grace based. I'm not performing for Jesus. But at work, we do perform, right? And so, so those of us that do perform at work and that do operate with a spirit of excellence and we do everything that we do for the glory of God, we do everything that we do with a spirit of excellence, then people like, like me, that I, I attempted to glorify God in everything that I do. I love it when I get judged. You know, I, I don't, you know, people that, that, that perform at a high level, then when I, would, I was in the military and I got my annual evaluation report, we loved that time. It was like, okay, hey, we, put it down on paper. I want you to put down on paper, you know, what I've done. And, and they love being judged because they're saying now, hey, look, I performed and therefore I want you to document it. Now, in the kingdom, it's not like that. So as a believer, Paul is saying, listen, 
some people are so religious that they just want to be saying, ah, dun, 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 look at me. And then they want you to focus on their works so that they can be showcased, so that they can be highlighted. The fact that they were telling non-Jewish believers to get circumcised was so that they can highlight the fact that they were already circumcised. So the Apostle Paul is using circumcision as an example of basically people being religious and focusing on their works instead of focusing on faith in Christ and Christ alone. Now, towards the end of his letter, this is where we are right now, towards the end of his letter in, in, in Galatians chapter 6, uh, Paul says that they're doing this to really emphasize their own works. They wanted non-Jewish believers, converts to Christianity, to accept the requirements of the law of Moses because it would make them feel better about themselves and the fact that they had to do it. Hey, if I had to do it, you need to do it. If I had to do it, you need to do it. In other words, you got to do what I do or you got to do what I've already done. And religious people, they like to focus on stuff like that because it makes them feel good about, they They feel like they've gone through all the wickets. They fought, they feel like they checked all the blocks and, and they like, oh no, you got to, hey, if you want to be right, you got to do all these things because it, it in their mind is helping to validate the path that they took. In their mind is helping to validate the performance that they executed. In other words, they're saying, they, I, I need you to do these things because I've already done it. And so now you're going through the path that I've gone. And so it helps to validate their past performance. But Paul said, listen, in Christ Jesus, once again, using circumcision as the example for all of this, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. The only thing that matters now is faith and faith works by love. That's Galatians 5 and 6. So he's using circumcision, but it could be anything. He's like, stop. Stop focusing on your performance because at the end of the day, these are people that are pushing you to perform because they want to feel good about themselves. Galatians 6 and 12 says they're, they're pushing you to do this because they want to boast in their own works. And this is what religious people do. Religious people take pride uh, in their own works. Why? Because, because they have an issue with pride. And so at the end of the day, what they want to do is they want to focus on performance because they have performed. People who live this way find validation in their performance. And because of pride, sometimes they, they wind up being condescending towards people who supposedly have not performed on their level. Uh, so so put, this, put this in the chat and say this by faith. Say pride is not an issue for me. You, you, you need, as a believer, you need to deal with the pride issue because if you have, Bishop T.D. Jake said, pride is the silent killer of the church. You have people in church that are singing a song and God will use them and bless other people through them and not bless them because they sang the song in pride. Listen, as a believer, you should be delivered from pride. If you want to be proud of anything, if you want to boast in anything, make your boast in the Lord because he's the one that's flowing through you. When you embrace the grace of God, when you embrace his love, then you're always going to be a conduit of God's grace. Watch this. People that are boastful and prideful and judgmental towards other people, they drive people away from Jesus. But when, when you humble yourself and you say, man, I only am who I am by the grace of God. If God did it for me, man, he could do it for you. God, I'm running my race. Don't worry about me, man. God has something for you. 
Whatever it is that God has for you, I want to pray with you. I want to set my faith in agreement with you. Man, you are you are special. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, God has a plan for your life. Did you know that? God wants to use you because, and God wants to bless you because God is good. Did you know that? That when you when you minister the grace of God, you draw people to God. But when you're like judgmental, no, hey, you want to join our church? You need to do this. You want to join the choir? I need you to do, 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 do. Hey, before you do that, I need you to do this. I need to make sure. Let me check. Let me check this. Let me check that. And, and, and we need you to have all these requirements met. Now, what you're doing is you're driving people away from God <laughs> because you're trying to put requirements on them that God never put on them. And so, so as a believer, it boils down to this. The law required, old covenant, the law, the law required new covenant grace provides. You know, broad brush, the law required grace provides. Under the law, it was what God required of us. And under the new covenant is what God has already provided for us. <laughs> and so, so under this new covenant of God's grace is not performance-based, it's grace-based. And so now I'm not focusing on my my ability to perform or not perform, I'm focusing on what God already did for me from the foundations of the world. And now I'm seeking to walk out what God has already given. So the law required and grace provides. I see people are putting that in the chat. You got to get that. Grace is, is put this in the chat, is already done. So so God God's provision for your life, his plan for your life is already done. Now he's seeking for you to become that. All right, number two, when you live the grace life, you see no need for competitive jealousy, right? Paul said in Galatians 5 and 26, we read it a minute ago, so we may never be arrogant or look down on one another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. Each of us, put that in the chat, say, I am an original. I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't have to worry about being anyone else. I'm Rick Pena. I'm very comfortable being me. I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I'm a Knicks fan, a Mets fan, and a Giants fan. Okay, you may not like my teams. Sometimes I don't like them either, but I'm cool being me. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to be anybody else. And so, so I am an original. And so when you know that you are an original, you are at comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm not worried. I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm going to run my race at my pace with my grace. I'm going to live my life. And watch this. I refuse to make any excuses for who God called me to be. Come on, man. If God blesses me and God bless, I'm not going to make any excuses for, for the blessing that's on my life. People are like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. or I don't want people to see this. I don't want to flaunt anything because God has been so good to me, but I don't want people to think the wrong thing. I don't want people to think I'm materialistic. I, I'm not materialistic at all. I could care less about this stuff. But if God blesses me, God blesses me. And I'm not going to diminish or devalue God. I'm not going to tone myself down so other, other people can feel better about themselves. No, I'm going to be me. I'm going to walk in my divine assignment. You are an original. You, you are you. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. When you start being jealous of other people, the Bible says it diminishes the value of others. Not only that, it diminishes your own value. When you are jealous of someone else, watch this, you are disrespecting and devaluing who it is that God has called you to be. When you understand the grace of God that's on your life and you embrace the grace to be the man, the woman that God called you to be, you, you see no need to compare yourself to anyone else. Why? Because you're an original. That you are walking in your divine assignment. No one else on this planet 
has your divine assignment. No one else on this planet has your voice print or your, or your fingerprint. No one else has your spiritual DNA. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. So God wants you to embrace the grace to be you, you to be secure in who you are. And when you are secure in who you are, when you are at peace with who you are, not only are you not worried about being somebody else, but you can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. You know that celebrating someone else is not bringing you down. You don't, you're not like those people that feel like they got to bring somebody down so they can feel better about themselves. No, you actually can celebrate other people. You can go to other people's promotion ceremony. You can go to other people's retirement ceremony. You can go to other people's birthday party. You can be, be there celebrating other people's accomplishments. You're there at, at, at the launch of, of their new business. You're there at their graduation. You make them feel good and it's not making you feel bad. But making them feel good is not bringing me down in any way. No, no, no. When I know who I am, I can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. Oh, you're going to the jail? Well, God didn't call me to go to the jail, but I'm going to celebrate those who do. Oh, you're going to the Dominican Republic? Well, I, I'm not going to the DR. I'm not going to be there to hand out backpacks, but I will sow a seed. Let me go online. I'll write you a check or I'll, I'll make a deposit. I'll, I'll give a donation. Why? Wow, because we can celebrate other people and it, and it is not bringing us down. And so when you see insecure people, insecure people are the ones that are afraid to celebrate other people. You know why? Because insecure people think that by building you up, by valuing you, it is devaluing me. People that are insecure think, oh, I can't value him because if I value him, it devalues me. That's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. And if you believe the lie, you're going to walk in the lie that you believe. Any lie that Satan gives you, if you believe the lie, you empower the liar. And so what the devil does is he's trying to get you to not celebrate other people because he would tell you if you celebrate them, if their business is doing good and you're there to celebrate their business, mm -mm, don't do that because then that, that's going to put a spotlight on the fact that your business is not doing that good. And yeah, then, then people are going to start asking, how is your business doing? Uh, it, yeah, so, so you don't want to do that. You don't want to value them because that's going to devalue you. That's a lie. The devil is a liar. Listen, you can celebrate other people and it's not tearing you down at all. We're here to build each other up and not tear each other down. And here's the sad part. What I just said, this happens in church. That's the sad part. This, the sad part is that in church, there are people that are afraid of celebrating other people. There are people in church that are so insecure that they can't celebrate, genuinely celebrate other The Bible says we ought to rejoice with those that rejoice. We ought to weep with those that weep. Just like when somebody's going through something and they're weeping, we weep with them, we pray with them, we're there for them, we comfort them. When somebody is celebrating, we should celebrate their successes. We should celebrate one another's successes. We should feel amazing when other, feel, other people are feeling amazing. Man, I think, I'm proud of you, man. I, I thank God for you. I appreciate Look at God, man. God is, I, you've come a long way. Man, I appreciate you, man of God. I appreciate you, sis. You're a mighty woman of God. I, man, you're awesome. I can, listen, you're doing good. Man, I, I'm so happy for you. Listen, you you ought to celebrate. This is the body of Christ, y'all. You got it? All right, number four. Last one for today. This is what God gave me this morning. Now, these other things, I, I, you know, I was meditating on, but I just got this last one. Download this morning. Competitive jealousy will cause you to desire things that God does not desire for you, and this will stifle your faith in your prayer life. So this is what God gave me this morning. Watch this. God wants you to want what he wants for you. God wants you to build up a desire for the things that he planned for you from the foundations of the world. Put this in the chat. I only want what God wants. See, this is, this is the God's honest truth. 
I only want what God wants for me. If God wants me to have it, I want it. If God doesn't want me to have it, I don't want it. If God wants me to do it, I want to do it. If God doesn't want me to do it, I don't want to be involved in it. I, I, like Even like the, the back to school drive, I don't want to do things out of, out of routine or anything. So I, I told Isabella a few weeks ago, hey, babe, man, with everything going on, we're getting ready to go to DR. We haven't even like done anything for the back to school drive. We haven't even raised money or whatever. I'm like, Lord, do you want me to give out backpacks? He was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, last year we gave out like 550 backpacks or whatever. And every year we've been giving out, we started at 200. Lord, how many backpacks? He said 600. I was like, all right, cool. And then, so, so I was like, all right, we're going to give out the, these backpacks. And so it was like, then I, I went and got a quote for the backpacks and it was like, oh, these are the cheapest ones. And so you can get it for this price. And God says, you don't have to give out the cheapest ones. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not, I'm not a cheap God. I mean, we don't have to give out the cheapest ones. It's like, all right, well, give me some better backpacks. And they gave me some better backpacks. We have a different quote. And now I put it out there and you people are sewing. You're going, even those that want to give, go to ripministries.org and give. But here's the point. I only want what God wants. I only want to do what God wants us to do. See, God wants you to build up a desire for the things that he planned for you from the foundations of the world. I told you before that when you pray, you must be praying for things that align with God's will for your life. This means, watch this. This is one of the most powerful statements God gave me uh, a couple of years ago. You got to pray what he already prayed over you. So, so, so when you pray to God, you should be praying prayers that he already prayed over you. Give me some Bible on that, Brother Pena. Oh, I'll give it to you. First John 5, verses 14 and 15. The easy to read, or I just I'll, I'll read verse 14. The easy to read says, we can come to God with no doubts. Say this, no doubt. Say, I have no doubt. Say, without a doubt. When you come to God, you're praying in faith without a doubt, not wavering. This means that we can ask for things. When we ask for things, these have to be things that agree with what God wants for us. And if we do, then God cares about what we say. So when I pray, I need to be asking for things that are in agreement with what God wants for me. And when I do, God hears me when I pray. The next verse says, I already have it. So now, so when I'm praying, I got to be praying for things that are in agreement with what God wants for me. Another translation says, this is the J.B. Phillips. We have such confidence in him that we are certain that he hears every request that is made in accord with his own plan. So when I'm praying to God, without a doubt, I'm praying to God, no doubt in my heart. When I'm praying to God, I'm praying in accordance with his own plan. And when I know that I'm praying in accordance with his own plan, when I'm, pr I'm praying in agreement with what he's already given me, remember, it's already done. And so now I'm releasing my faith because the grace is already there. Where there is no grace, there can be no faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And so now God is showing me the will, his will for my life. God is revealing to me what he already gave me from the foundations of the world. And so now I'm releasing my faith to receive what God has already provided. And so now I'm praying in agreement with his own plan. I'm, I'm praying in agreement with his own will. I'm coming in agreement. My faith is, is connecting with his grace. And now I'm coming in agreement. Then John says, if you pray that, I'm basically praying to God what he already prayed over me. And so when I'm praying to God what he already prayed over me, I'm tapping into the grace and I believe that it's already done. John says, you already have it. It's only a matter of time. Why? Because I'm praying in agreement with what he already gave me. And so going back to what Paul was teaching, and this is the connection that God gave me all of this stuff this morning. If you start coveting 
what other people have. If you start coveting what God is doing in someone else's life, then you're going to be praying for things that are not yours. You're going to be praying for things that God is doing in their life instead of what he is doing in your life. And now you're praying for things that God didn't destine for you to have. And so those prayers will not be answered because by definition, those prayers are selfish. But by definition, those are prayers that were birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God. And so now when you start looking at other people and start praying for what they got and praying for what they have and praying for what God is doing in their life, if God didn't tell you that was for you, then remember what God has for me is for me. What God has for them is for them. And so now here you go. You start coveting what they have. You may be asking for something that's not yours. And I've told you a bunch of times that frustration sets in when you make a demand on God for something that's not yours. If I have to ask for what he already gave me from the foundations of the world, I have to pray the prayers that are already mine. I have to pray in agreement with what he already provided. What God has for me is for me. God already saw my life mapped out from beginning to end. All the days of my life were mapped out in his book before I ever lived one day. And so now what I have to pray is what he already wrote over my life, what he already decreed over my life, what he already destined over my life. And when I pray in agreement with that, I believe I already have it. Yes, he hears those prayers and it's already done. But when you are jealous of someone else, you are devaluing and disrespecting what God called you to do and it will derail your faith and it will stifle your prayer life because you're going to be asking for stuff that's not yours. You got it? So you only have the grace to run your own race at your own pace. So if if while you're attempting to run your race, at your pace, by God's grace, you start focusing on someone else and they're running their race. And But you only have the grace to run your race at your pace. But you start focusing on someone else and they're running their race, you're going to mess around and mess up your race. Now, they're going to be fine because they ain't worrying about you. They're going to be fine because they're going to keep going. They're going to be fine because they're running their race at their pace with their grace. But here you are losing your focus and shifting your attention to what God is doing in someone else's life. You should celebrate what God is doing in their life without it messing up your own life. You got to be focused on you. You got to run your race at your pace by your grace. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Oh, let me compare. Uh, how old am I? I'm about to turn 50. Or oh, at 50 years old, uh, I see someone else that just turned 50. Mm, let's see what they got. Let's see where they are at 50. Mm, let me compare myself to them. No, you're going to get distracted. You're, you're, no, I don't need to compare myself to them. They have their own race and their own pace and their own grace. I, I'm not worried about them. I celebrate them, but I got to be me. I'm focused on being me. I got to walk in my own divine assignment. Is God's grace my faith? Is the grace of God that's on my life and I can only execute my, the, my faith to tap into the grace that God has released for me? But when you enter, when you live the grace life and you embrace and you, you accept and you are at peace with who it is that God has called you to do, then you can celebrate yourself and celebrate others without it derailing you from your destiny because you know that what God has for me is for me. Man, that was a lot. That was a lot. So listen, this is one of those messages that you might need to listen to again. I'm probably going to listen to, I got to go to DC later. I might listen to this while I'm going to DC because that last one was a fresh download this morning. All right, speak this over your life. I want you to close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I fully and freely accept your grace. I see no need to compare myself to anyone else. You will never judge me by someone else's assignment. When I get to heaven and stand before you, you will only judge me 
according to the measure of the purpose that I accomplished while I was in the land of the living. No one else has my assignment. No one else has my destiny. So this frees me to be me. This also frees me to celebrate other people. Valuing them does not devalue me. I can celebrate my brothers and sisters and I have no need to be jealous. I am an original. I walk into this day as destiny's child. I'm a child of the most high God. You are on me, in me, with me, and for me. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. You want my notes? You should want these notes. And you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Like I said, this might be a message you might need to listen to again. And then if it's good to you, share it. Share this message on your social media. Share this message with your friends. Walk into this day knowing that what God has for me, for you, is for you. <laughs> and I know without a doubt, glory to God, I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. Have an amazing day. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education, to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.